So I don't remember who said this or where I heard it, but I heard this phrase. I guess you could call it a phrase. Um, It's hard until it's easy. And I was like, wow, isn't that true? It's hard until it's easy. So today we are going to talk all about getting uncomfortable and how it's going to develop you. Hey girl, hey, welcome to The Beautiful Shift, where we rediscover who you are outside of motherhood and create a balanced life full of purpose. I'm your host, Sarah, wife, mom, friend, and life coach. I know what it's like to wonder who you even are anymore and what happened to those dreams and desires before kids. Let's embark on this journey together to rediscovering you in this new season using tactical steps and small shifts that bring out that confident, sassy, and driven goal crusher that's ready to live on purpose and by design. Go grab that coffee, yank up your high-waisted leggings, and girl, let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. All right, today's topic is going to be all about getting uncomfortable and how it's going to develop you because... It's going to be hard until it's easy. So let's kind of talk about that for a second. So what do I mean? I'm talking about like doing things that are outside of your comfort zone and how that develops you and how it's actually going to benefit you in one way or another or teach you something or stretch you. There's so many different things that we can do throughout our daily lives. And honestly, a lot of times It's not the most comfortable things to do, but it's really beneficial for us, okay? So unless you want to be stuck where you're at, whether that's hot mess mom mode like I was, or whether you're just in a place where you don't really know who you are or or what lights you up anymore, unless you want to be stuck there, I suggest getting a little uncomfortable. And in fact, do it as much as you can. Get as uncomfortable as you can. Because in the long game, and sometimes even in the short game, it's actually just going to be beneficial for you. So, all right, so I'm going to give you a few examples. This one is actually one I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about joining the gym. So I joined the gym after I had my son. I think he was about four months old when I joined my first gym. And at some point I did leave the gym and then I did rejoin the gym. So, but let's back up to the first time I joined the gym. So when I first joined the gym, number one, I was still carrying baby weight. I had this four month old who I was super anxious about anybody watching him or caring for him that wasn't myself, just because I'm just that mom. It does sometimes cause some anxiousness, but I promise there are some things that you can do to work through that as well, okay? So not for this episode, but anywho. All right, so joining the gym. There were so many different things about joining the gym that made me uncomfortable. So I was carrying a bunch of baby weight. I had to drop my baby off with strangers who, some of them were really young and didn't even have kids. And it's actually funny because the first gym that I joined was the YMCA. Part of why I joined that gym was because it is a gym that's based around families. And so they have a really good childcare system there. So when I first joined, I have two that are within like 20, 25 minutes of my house. The first one I joined, I actually took my son in, dropped him off. They had a lot of kids. This was in the summertime and or right before summer began. And it was a little crazy in there. So 
I did my workout, came back and got him, and I did kind of see that some of the ladies just seemed a little impatient. So let's just say I wasn't happy. My mama heart was like, girl, how dare you not be patient with my child? Especially because he was only like four or five months old. So I decided, okay, I'm not loving the childcare here. So let me go try the other location that's about the same distance, just a different direction from my house. So I went to another location and the ladies in there were so awesome with my son. And I would tell them too, like, you know, okay, I'm super nervous. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna, you can see through the window, the childcare area. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna drop him off and then I'm gonna watch for a few minutes just to kind of ease my, you know, anxiety of leaving him with somebody else and him being okay. That right there was uncomfortable just dropping my child off, all right? And then going upstairs and then working out. Something that's really common with people when they go to the gym or they try to do workouts is if somebody's not telling them what to do, unless you are just one of those people that's comfortable with all the machines, you know how everything works, you know what muscle groups you need to work out for the day, you have a plan, you know, maybe you're one of those people, but just saying I was not one of those people and a lot of times I would just go upstairs and I would stare at the machines because I didn't actually know what to do and it was one of those things where I personally love to do leg workouts but I was so intimidated by upper body that I literally just wouldn't do it and I was just kind of accepting that you know what I'm just gonna have weak arms for the rest of my life and as long as I can hold my child that's gonna build up my arm strength and that's fine that's enough right of course I've seen these moms, they have like arms of steel when they have children. So (laughs) that's kind of where I was at. I was at a point where it was, okay, I'm just going to work out on the machines or do workouts that I knew how to do because it was uncomfortable to try and figure out, okay, what does this machine do? How do I use it? Or What if I do this and somebody's looking at me funny and I already feel uncomfortable because I'm over the weight that I should be. I'm still carrying on the baby weight and I just, I don't know, like I would freeze. This is another part of being uncomfortable when you join the gym. But here's the thing and going back to the conversation that I had with my girlfriend and we were talking about how, okay, well, if you feel uncomfortable going to the gym because you don't know how to do things or because you're not experienced doing whatever the workout is or the movement or using the machines, whatever it is, right? So if you're uncomfortable with that, well, not going is going to keep you where you're at, which is unhappy with maybe your weight, maybe you're unhappy with the strength. I know for me personally, it wasn't just the weight. I actually had a C-section. For me, I actually really had a hard time with my recovery. A lot of that I think had to do with mental and emotionally just not being ready for a C-section, honestly. For me, I really felt very physically weak. I did not feel strong. I felt like I lost muscle mass just because the first month was really tough for me after having my son. And there are a lot of different factors that go into that. But you know, if you don't get uncomfortable 
And if you don't take the steps to do the things that you don't really want to do because you know you're going to feel uncomfortable or you're going to wonder if people are looking at you or you're going to wonder if you're going to know how to do whatever that workout is, you're going to stay stuck. You are going to continue to be unhappy about whatever it is that you originally wanted to join the gym for, right? So whether that be your weight, your strength, just maybe your confidence and getting out in public again. That's a great way to just like get yourself out of the house and in front of people and strangers. Now I did go back to work after I had my son. So I was around people and around, I guess, strangers. It's not the same as when you go into like a gym. It just feels so weird. The first, I want to say like the first couple of weeks, honestly, it's just weird. I don't know. You see all these new faces and you are somehow intimidated. It's just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're not, but I know for sure I was. So what is going to happen though? This is what's going to happen. You are going to do it with the discomfort. You are just going to be uncomfortable and you have to just be okay with that and decide that, you know what, this is going to be uncomfortable for a little while and it's going to feel really hard until it's easy. And I don't mean easy as in like, okay, your workouts got easy. So now it's not hard anymore, but I just mean it's going to be easier for you to go to the gym and not be anxious about dropping your child off. It's going to be easier for you to go upstairs and hit those new machines or hit the machines that you've been working on, learning and getting better at doing work and doing different things that are just originally they were outside of your comfort zone because you didn't know what you were doing but you can't learn unless you start right unless you get uncomfortable so this is going to literally help you physically it's going to help with your self-confidence because you're you're just comfortable with doing it now and it's going to get easier but it's going to take a season of being uncomfortable okay on on so many different levels so I'm sure the examples I gave you were just some of the pieces of uncomfortability if that's a word that I had when I I first started going to the gym. I decided because I personally love Zumba, okay? Not to say I was very good when I started, but I love Zumba. I love the music. It just, it's my jam. So I found that they had a great Zumba teacher there. They had a couple different teachers, but one was like, her class was always full. She was just on point with all the music. It was just amazing. Her dance moves were like, ah. So I started going to her class and that was uncomfortable because I am not a Zumba instructor. I didn't know how to do the moves. I didn't know how to Zumba. I had to get uncomfortable the first couple of weeks actually, just because I think I went to class maybe once or twice a week. But you know what? It became so fun for me. Literally, like I would look forward to going to the gym now because I was like, I get to do Zumba. I met some awesome people in that class. The instructor, of course, was always uplifting and encouraging and fun. And it was just a great way for me to get a workout in, interact with other adults and have conversations outside of having conversations with my infant at the time. (laughs) And it was so good for me. It really really was. So that is one example of really getting uncomfortable with something because it's going to develop you in ways that you probably need and it's going to help you get to your goals. In this case, mine was start toning up 
up, getting my strength back, losing some weight, and honestly just having that stamina that I felt like I lost because I had been inactive for so long. And this can be applied to even if you want to do at-home workouts because I don't know about you, but I had the same issue with at-home workouts. Now, I don't personally like to work out at home, okay? So maybe you like to work out at home. Maybe that's your jam, not my jam. All right, I'm not motivated by myself at home. And honestly, I wanted space and time away from my child. And that sounds absolutely horrible when I say it out loud. But I needed that time to just not worry about him. And when I was at home trying to work out, I would constantly worry about him, what he was doing. Was he okay? Like, what if I took my eyes off him for one second and he shoved something in his mouth and he choked on it? Like, literally, that's just how I was. And that was with a super baby-proof house and all the things, okay? So for me, it was so much better for me to actually join a gym, know that my child was taken care of. I could check on him whenever I wanted. They had, like I said, the child care was open, like the windows, you could see through them. So I could step out of class, go check on him or run downstairs, go check on him. And the girls were always so amazing. And for me, it was just so, so good for me on so many different levels. So let me give you another example of a time that I had to get really uncomfortable comfortable doing something. Okay. So I started a business selling activewear about, I want to say three months after I had my son, it was pretty, it was pretty quickly after I had him. And what happened was I actually had a friend who sold the activewear, good, good longtime friend of mine. And I bought a couple leggings and I was actually not one of those people that was super into leggings because I didn't like the way that I looked in them or liked the way I felt in them. But of course they were magical, high-waisted, sucked my mommy gut in. And again, I had a C-section. I had this built-in like shelf of a belly, okay? And that's just, (laughs) it's just the way it is. And that's okay. And of course, I was working towards losing that baby weight. So for me, you know, I have this whole new body that's like doesn't feel awesome at this point. And so these leggings were like magical. So long story short, which we'll go into in another episode, but I started buying some of her leggings and she was like, you know, you could just sell this yourself, earn some stuff for free, yada, yada, yada. I was like, no, no, no. I'll just, I'll, I'll join because I get a great discount, but don't even talk to me about selling anything because that's not my thing. Well, I don't know what happened. I swear to you, it was like, I don't know. God whispered in my ear. Well, why not? Why not? And let's just say history from there. I have been selling activewear for almost three years now. It has changed me in so many ways. I don't even know, like I'm going to have to do a whole new episode on just talking about how my activewear business, I don't want to say it saved my life, but it changed me in so many ways ways and helped me develop in so many ways that I just wasn't expecting. So anywho, moving on. I started this business of selling activewear. So one of the things that they suggest you do, of course, is because it's an online shop. So it's all online. How are people going to know, number one, that you sell activewear? How are they going to know what it looks like on a real person without just looking at the website? So basically, I created this Facebook group and I started doing Facebook Lives. Oh my gosh. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying terrifying. Okay. First of all, I had no idea how to do a live video, really. I mean, I was pretty bad at it. Two, I didn't know what angles were flattering or not flattering. So I would just prop my phone up on the floor. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're doing some live videos, it is not the best angle if you prop your phone up really close to the ground and looking up at you. It's just not good. So you're welcome. Tip for the day if you're doing live videos. As you can imagine, okay, Does it make you quiver a little bit when you think about going live on Facebook? Mind you, it was in a private group of just women, but still like, oh my gosh, 
the level of discomfort doing that was like on a scale of one to 10, like a 15. Okay. But I did it anyway. I was super uncomfortable, super awkward. I, again, was still holding on to all this baby weight. So I wasn't confident in my body yet, but I didn't care. I knew that number one, this was for my business and people were going to want to see these clothes, right? On a real body. Not to say the models on the website weren't real bodies, but this was a newer company. We didn't have a lot of stock photos at that point. We didn't have a variety of models at that point. A lot has like changed and evolved since when I joined the company back, what is it, almost three years ago. So it was one of those things where because of me doing live videos, I got so much better at speaking in front of, now mind you, I'm talking in front of my camera. That's still different than talking in front of like, let's say a crowd of people or whatever. But I got so much better at just speaking. I got so much better at just being awkward and my goofy, silly self on camera live in front of whoever was watching or if nobody was watching I didn't care I did it anyway and till this day it's still I have a little I have a low level of discomfort getting on live but let me tell you I have grown so much in my self-confidence of getting on camera or speaking to people and in the beginning it was a lot of women that I knew it was a very small group well now that group is over 500 women so now when I get on there if there are people that pop on that I don't know very well or that I've never actually met in person and you know if you've ever done a Facebook live people can comment and basically talk to you while you're doing the live and you can read it and answer questions or talk back with them sort of you know and it's so much fun now to be able to get on live and connect with the ladies that are in my group virtually because some of them are all over the country, literally. And I may never actually have the chance to meet them in person. But it's really cool to see where I've also come with (laughs) the way that I set up my phone. So just do yourself a favor, invest in, it's like 20 bucks. I bought a, um, I think it's like a selfie, it's not a selfie stick, it's a selfie stand. And you can just clip your phone right into it and do your lives or recording from there. So much better to have it face level doing a video (laughs) than to do it from the ground. Okay, so don't do that, please. So there are several areas that I grew because I allowed myself to be uncomfortable. It also grew my business. So getting uncomfortable not only helped me in my self-confidence, it helped me in my speaking skills. It helped me just learn to be myself and realize that people actually liked the authentic me and that I didn't have to be anybody else on camera and in these groups it you know it's it helped boom my business as well so there were so many benefits for me in getting uncomfortable in that activity of doing live videos another example and this was actually before I had my son when I was in uh, leadership and management with Costco One thing I found that I had to learn to be okay with was getting uncomfortable when I had to address issues with employees. Okay, so nobody likes, I don't think anybody likes to do this. I don't think anybody likes to correct and or tell someone, hey, you're doing this wrong or this wasn't right and you need to make some adjustments on how you handle that next time. Okay, I don't, maybe there's people that are, cool with doing that and that like doing that but I know I didn't but it's something I had to get uncomfortable with and I had to learn to get better 
at addressing issues. And what happened is it actually helped me with my communication skills. And it helped me learn how to approach certain things with people. And I get to take that for the rest of my life. Obviously, I'm still working on learning how to communicate better. And I'm always working towards being better in those areas. But if I didn't start with getting uncomfortable when I was a supervisor and having to address issues with employees and learning how to do it tactfully and giving grace and doing it in a way that was constructive and helpful for them as well, because it's going to help develop them, right? When you're addressing issues that they need to improve on. But I had to learn how to communicate. I had to get really uncomfortable because there were times that I could easily have just said, you know what? This is not that big of a deal. It's fine. Or just like kind of said something, but not really addressed it. Could have just stayed in my comfort zone. All right. But instead I got uncomfortable and I stretched myself. So here's the thing. We all go through different seasons of where there's going to be a lot more stretching. And there's seasons where we have to be very intentional about getting uncomfortable in certain situations. And yes, these are very simple examples, but I'm going to tell you right now, Joining the gym and getting uncomfortable to do the things that made me super nervous and just a little anxious, it's put me in a position today where I'm only a couple pounds away from my pre-baby weight. I feel stronger than I ever have, even actually before my son, because I never used to like lift weights and upper body or anything like that. But I feel stronger than I was even before my son. I feel confident going to the gym. And yeah, there are still times that I'm like, ooh, okay, I don't know how to use this machine or I don't know how to do this or that. Or what if this person's looking at me? Look at how incredible that lady's body is or whatever it is, right? That you are, that your brain is worrying about and making you uncomfortable. I still deal with that a little bit. And I feel like that's just something you constantly have to kind of overcome, right? And eventually you just get to a point where you're like, that's okay. I'm a little uncomfortable, but I'm I'm doing something that's going to be good for me. It's going to develop me in some way, whether that's mentally, physically, depending on what it is, sometimes emotionally. Getting uncomfortable is super important. You don't want to stay comfortable all the time. If you don't allow yourself to get uncomfortable, you are going to be stuck wherever you are, which you're probably not 100% happy with especially if it's something like with me, right? If I would have never joined the gym, I don't know if I ever would have lost the baby weight. I don't know if I ever would have gotten stronger. I mean, maybe I would have done something different, but I can't really think of what else I could have done. And with my business, if I would have never done those live videos, I probably wouldn't have grown the business the way that I did, the way that I have. And it has caused me to learn so many different things about myself and about who I am and helped me also develop that self-confidence that I can do new things and things that make me uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, it's going to give me something that I did not have before. And it's also going to help me get a result and get to the goal of losing weight, of getting stronger, of being confident, talking in front of people and strangers. And honestly, you got to start somewhere. I mean, no speaker just walked into a room one day and said, you know what? I am really good at speaking and I'm going to speak in front of thousands of people today. No one ever did that. Okay. It took getting uncomfortable in front of probably a small crowd. That's where they had to start. So just remember it's hard until it's easy. So it's always going to be hard at first. It's always going to be uncomfortable at first. But what happens is as you do it, as you do the thing, it's going to get easier. And then you're going to come to 
a place where, okay, so maybe it's a little hard, just a little bit, but most of the time it's easy. Now when I go to the gym, which I'm in a totally new gym now, which is way bigger, way more intimidating because it's huge. So there's a lot more people. I occasionally have to deal with the whole mental battle of, oh my gosh, what if somebody's watching me and my form is off just a little bit, which hopefully you're making sure that your form is good. But I I still do deal with that just a little bit, but nowhere near the level of when I first joined the gym and when I was, what, 25, 30 pounds heavier and I didn't have the confidence that I do now. I wasn't showing up the same way. All in all, it's hard until it's easy. So get uncomfortable. And dare I say, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because it's going to stretch you and it's going to be so good for you. I truly hope you got something out of today's episode. If you have a moment and enjoyed this show, I would be so grateful if you left me a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget, get out there today, live on purpose, embrace those beautiful shifts in this life as you run towards your dreams and desires. And until next time, mama, bye.